This is Nalani and Sasha. Welcome to On Wednesdays We Drink. Cheers, babe. Cheers, love. Oh. Oh, that was baby. good. No, yeah, I got it. I was, I was like, dang, we were kind of far dang. from the mic. Dang. These are some fancy mics. Okay. Um. Okay. So, what are we drinking today? Oh wow, the story behind this um, <laughs> this wine. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead with the story. <laughs> so it is the Walking Dead Blood Red Blend. It's called Blood Red Blend. Yes. I just like bro- breezed right past the blood when I read the label. I was like, Red Blend. Okay, Red Wine. I like Red Wine. Yeah. Um. I don't know what possessed me to buy it. You, other, okay. than the fact, no. other than oh, the mm-hmm. fact that it was The Walking Dead. Thank you. And we love zombies. Thank you. But you, you, speak for yourself. We as in your household, okay? <laughs> we as in your household. Yeah. Um. So we were at Winco, me and Matt, doing grocery shopping, whatever. And I don't know why we thought to go down the alcohol aisle, because, I mean, it's Winco. Like, but, like, why the fuck not? But why Winco? But why not? If there's a wine aisle, why am I not going to walk no, down the wine aisle? No, surprisingly, the wine aisle was, like, super limited. There's like, only three shelves. That's not that surprising. And I was just like, nah. But I still would have gone. I still would have checked it out. Well, anyway, regardless. Yeah. We were there. You made the right choice. Yeah. That's what happened. And, it, yeah, it was just beaming from the top shelf. <laughs> And I was attracted to it immediately. Beaming. Okay. It was just like, oh. And I was like. <laughs> Only your bitch I need ass. it. I need it. I don't care what it tastes like. I need it. Uh-huh. And I was like, it's literally a $3 wine. And I go, I, I don't care. I go, you of all people <laughs> should know that we have had the best luck with wines that are cheap. That's true. Like. I swear by California Roots and they're $5 a bottle. I swear yeah, by Yeah. It's amazing. So it's like. I don't know, all these bougie wine labels, I mean... They're lying to you. Yeah. It's a lie. So, yeah. So, how, how do you like the taste of it? I like it. I'm actually surprised that I like it, because... Well, I mean, it's red wine. I'm not that surprised that I like it, but I'm not the zombie-obsessed lover that you are, so... You showed me the bottle, and I was like, I cool. You said red blend. I'm down. But, no, it's really good. It's pretty smooth, pretty, like, well-balanced. I feel like that's always my struggle with a red blend is, like, sometimes it can go really, really well, and sometimes, mm-hmm. like, the balance can just be terrible, and it's, like, either... Or it's, like, really acidic. Yeah, like, too dry or too acidic or just, like, gives you the wine headache the next morning. Like, normally it doesn't happen to me, but I've had a couple blends where I'm like, oh, this was a poor choice. So, no, this is good. This tastes really good. <laughs> it's vintage. <laughs> okay, what is... Does vintage mean, like, it was... More than a year old? Like, what What do they label? It was in 2016. Okay. Wood. But I'm pulling up the the whole flavor chart of it. It mm-hmm. says that it has notes of ripe raspberry, cranberry, and cherry flesh out of the structured tannins. Okay. But I think it also said that, um, oh yeah, French and American oak. It was um, aged in 10 months of French and American oak. Okay. So it kind of, like I told you earlier, it kind of gives me, like, like Seven Moons vibe. I would agree with that. I really, I think it's because they're mixed with similar reds, because I think Mm -hmm. this one you said was a, what, a Merlot, a Cab Sauvignon, and um, a Malbec, Mm -hmm. and I think Seven Moons is literally Malbec, Merlot, and I think Syrah, actually. Yeah, Syrah, but this one had, what is it, Petit Bordeaux? Petit Petit Bordeaux? Yeah. Yeah, Petit, Petit Bordeaux. Yeah. 
So. Don't know what that is, but. It's just another kind of red. Okay. Yeah. But it gives me, yeah, it gives me, like, the, the vibe of Seven Moons, but I'm missing the vanilla. Yeah, it definitely has, a, like, a different flavor profile. Like, I taste the cherry, mm-hmm. and you definitely don't taste the vanilla that you get in Seven Moons. So. Yeah, the vanilla is more of, like, at the back of it. Mm-hmm. But this one is very fruit forward. Yeah. And it's, like, kind of, like, an oaky finish, and I think that's the barrels that it was aged in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's not, it's not dry. It's not too sweet. It's no. Per- it's, uh, honestly, it's perfectly balanced. Yeah. So, so best $3 I ever spent. Excellent $3 purchase right there. <laughs> I wouldn't have got it because of the label of Walking Dead, but I'm glad that you did because it's great. <laughs> and it's perfect because... <laughs> I'm already, I'm already over you. <laughs> you haven't even done it and I'm already freaking over Guess you. Guess what, bitches? No. It is spooky season. Perfect. Fuck this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. I like, I love a horror film. I do. I do love a good scary, whatever, and they're not that great, but... They're awesome. I stand by what I said. They're awesome. Uh Uh-huh, yeah, sure. I love, I love all the scaries. I do. I just... I don't. That's what's funny. That's, I can't, I don't (laughs) understand you. I'll watch a horror film, but I'm scared. I don't understand you. Guys. I I mean, whatever. But this is your favorite. But I like the, the rush of it. This is your favorite fucking season, and it's not mine. Yeah, I guess... Also, like, you know, winter. I just love the cold. I, I, I need to escape this this heat. That is true. Maybe it's because, like, my, I have a cold, dead heart. I'm like a reptile. I need the sun. Maybe. That's what it is. Maybe that's why you've, you've lived this long. That's probably what it is. That's why I've lived this long. I've always lived in hot climates. Otherwise, my blood would not move through my body anymore. You're like the lizard outside our house is just doing push-ups. Yep. Yep. <laughs> but instead of Fucking push-ups. immortal. <laughs> Push-ups, you're just doing yoga in the sun. Yoga in the sun. Drinks red wine, and I'm fucking immortal, guys. That's what it is. No. I Yeah, I love the horror aspect of it, but, you know, I just love the change of the season. It's not so hot in California. It's just, it's dry, and it, the humidity comes and goes. And I do love that. It's rude. I just love that you count this as a change of season. Like, you know if we live. No, I know. I'm like, you know if we lived in any other state, the fact that we say it's 60 during winter, they would all laugh at us and be like, that's not a fucking season change, ho. Like, it's cold. <laughs> it's not. I know. We don't get any snow down here. We don't even get, like, true cold. Like, it never gets to 30 degrees unless you're out at, like, 2 a.m. Like, Yeah, no. You're a crackhead if you're out that late. Why are you going to judge me like that, okay? Someone has been. So, oh, well, well, <laughs> well, 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 I'm going to let that slide because this is the episode right before your birthday. Yeah, my birthday's in spooky season. Maybe that's why I love it so much. Maybe that is. That would make perfect sense. It's the only thing that brings me joy in this month. So. Yay. I'm glad you're alive. Thank you. Yeah. So in true fashion of celebrating this spooky bitch's birthday (laughs) (laughs) we're drinking her spooky season wine i'm half indulging her on all her spooky shit because you love me i do i do and i just don't know how to not talk shit so even though i love you like i can't i can take it thank you i can't stop myself i won't be able to stop myself there's no way i can stop myself from talking shit so anyway i'm gonna sit over here and drink and sip well you give me a story so what's your life update what's been going on with you it's 
spending too much goddamn money. <laughs> <laughs> Your face when you said that? Oh my god. I mean, I'm happy with my purchases, but like, my wallet's hurting, guys. Okay. And I justify it because it's my birthday month. That's bad. <laughs> I only say that because I know the way you shop. That's bad. We got, we're not even halfway, well, we're halfway through this month now, so. I'm done, I think. No, you're not. Your official birthday hasn't even happened yet. You're not done. That's right, I still need to do my Ulta shopping. You're not fucking done. You're gonna get that email week of your birthday with all your birthday coupons, and you're gonna be like, ooh, you're not done. I know you. Come on now. Why are you gonna put me on blast right you now? put me on blast? Call me a crackhead. Because <laughs> Reciprocity, bitch. Yeah, no, I just, yeah. Money has just disappeared this month. Mm hmm Actually, this week. It's been a week of just pure shopping. <laughs> it's been a week. A single week, and you fucked your whole bank account. I bought myself three new pairs of work shoes. Yes. I got two pumps mm -hmm. that, you know, when I go to court, I need to fucking represent my client. Also, like, the clickety-clack is just a power it's move. It's power. I love it so I much. Love it. I love it. I feel like that's the reason why I've been sad at work recently, because I switched from my shoes that make a lot of noise to, like, more comfortable, practical <laughs> shoes, because I'm on my feet all the time. And I'm like, God, I miss, miss that, it. I miss that bitch who would just clickety-clack around. That was my bitch. She See, in my so office, hardcore. we had nothing but, um, carpet. Oh. So it's like, ah, oh, this this that ruins it. That when I go out me. to the community, yes. when I go to the courthouse, yes. and I stare at the perpetrators right at their stupid face. Power move, man. I'm just like, yeah, get out of my way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So, I new work shoes. shoes. Um, I bought an eco-friendly pair of sandals. Mm -hmm. That was a lot. But it was an investment. It was an investment. And they shipped all the way from Greece, like, so quickly. Yes. That was impressive. We'll get more into that for making fetch happen. But yeah. But yeah, and then what else did I buy? Oh, I bought yoga shorts from booty.com. How did I not know about this purchase? Are those the shorts you're wearing, wearing right, now? right now? Those are cute. <laughs> As I lift up my dress. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just be clear. Yeah, <laughs> those are nice. They're so sweet. Wait, hold on. I want to see how thick the fabric is. Yeah, that's good fabric right there. That's good fabric. Yeah, soft. She's touching my thighs. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's thick. It's soft. It's made out of complete um, bamboo fi fibers. Ooh. So it's soft. Okay. I bought um, two pairs. Nice. And then I got a slip dress, which okay. I'm going to use as a nighty. Yeah. And it's made from, like, the exact same. So it's super, everything's super soft. That's good to know how soft it is. I was looking into, like, an eco-friendly underwear company, mm -hmm. and I saw one that makes theirs out of bamboo, and I was like, I don't know what that would feel like. You got that on right now, too. Shut up! <laughs> Love. <laughs> and it's all black. It's perfect. Yes. And then I got more clothes from another eco-friendly company, um, Wearpack. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. I got their cute purple cardigan because oh you would we're about to approach fall guys you would that fucking video you said okay i gotta we gotta stop your story from my story real quick on instagram on instagram yes so this girl sends me a story on instagram and someone like did a reel 
in like this super hippie outfit that I could 100% see you wearing. Yeah. And she's just like pacing in her backyard like, you do not need a cardigan to look cute. You do not need a cardigan to look cute. You do not need a cardigan to look cute. She does this back and forth for like 15 seconds. And then it cuts to her putting the cardigan on and she's like, but it looks better this way anyway. <laughs> Yeah. And Nalani was like, I felt that in my soul. I was like, yeah, that's you. That's you right I there. I don't know what it is about a good cardigan or a good sweater. I just love it. I can't judge. I wear them all the time. But... I love it. I'm a whore for, for sweaters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would literally gosh. sell Luna for a nice sweater. Can we stop trying to get rid of your cat? Okay. <laughs> I fucking love your cat. Well, she shits on my bed. I know, so, I know. You know, she's one shit away from being sold for a cardigan. She better be careful with that liquid shit she got going on Ugh, over there. Oh, goodness. But yeah, so that's what I bought for all my money went to. Stuff to reorganize my room, as mm -hmm. you can see. Which looks amazing, by the so way. So my room is finally done. And this was like another project for myself for my birthday. I wanted to really invest in my room to, you know... Like, this is my safe space. I mm -hmm. want to I wanna feel good in here. And, and yeah, my my bookshelf is, it's just heaven. It's, it's so great. organized. I can have my witchy shit here. <laughs> I can have my Nightmare Before Christmas stuff right here. And then I have my poetry, my, my fiction, and all that. It's all separated and organized. Perfect. Beautiful. So, yeah. I love that we're just labeling all of your projects as quote unquote for my birthday. Sure. It is. Sure. I'm telling you, it's sure. my birthday Whatever. month. <laughs> Whatever. I'm gonna just go all out for my birthday month. I feel like you people who your birthday is like the last half of the month do this more than people whose birthday is the no. first half of the month. No, 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 no. Hear me out. Hear me out. Let me finish my argument. Let me let me get this full circle, okay? Because I feel like you get the whole month to, like, rev up to your birthday, so you're always like, oh, I'm gonna go get a new outfit for my birthday, or I'm gonna go rearrange this for my birthday. I'm like, my birthday's, like, literally the second day of the month. Like, July starts, and it's like, surprise, we're here! Like, I don't really get the whole, I don't get the hype before, it's the hype after, and afterwards I'm like, well, okay, it's past. Why, why am I still doing this, so? I guess. I can see that. Thank you. But, telling you right now, as a Libra, if my birthday was, like, on the same day as yours. Oh, yeah, all it, of September would still be your birthday. Yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> it's straight up wood. It's just who you are as a person, and I'm it okay is. with that. It is. But anyway. Um, I also watched This Is Paris, the Paris Hilton documentary. Oh, okay. Amazing. Really? Amazing. Okay. I wanted to cry. What? It was, like... I have never looked at Paris Hilton in this light before, mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm honestly ashamed to say that, you know, I kind of followed this, like, mean girl type of, you know, women are always pitted against each other. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, when her sex tape was released, I was like, oh, you know, she's being slutty. Mm -hmm. That I said that back then. I don't like to slut shame now. Mm -hmm. We've grown since we've then. We've grown. But, yeah, I just never looked at Paris Hilton in a positive way. Yeah. But then again, I never was like, oh, I fucking hate Paris Hilton. It's just like, eh. Yeah. Would I want to meet her? Would I, you know, it yeah. was just like, meh. I, I don't care about her much. This documentary goes into her, like, whole childhood trauma. Oof. That she experienced at this, like, youth rehabilitation type of camp oh, in, like, God. Utah and, like, all these, like, woodsy areas. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, they straight up 
physically, men uh, emotionally, mentally, and sexually abused her. Oh my god. And all these other kids. And like she reconnected with with um, some of her camp um, people and mm -hmm. they just shared stories and it's just like it was insane. Wow. And then um, she goes into the like, detail about the sex tape and it was actually a rape. Oh my god. Yeah. I feel I was so terrible like, for her. What? I She said it was like media or digital rape which, for my social worker people, digital rape means something else. But, like, I get what she was saying. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, she said that she did not give him consent to any of that. And then he just did it. And then he's so disgusting because on the documentary, it showed, like, a clip of him explaining, oh, yeah, you know, everybody thinks that I raped her, but I released another version of this video in color. So that way you can really see her eyes and see that she wanted it. And what he, and the he gives fuck? Yeah, and he gives like the website that he released it on. Oh oh hell no. Oh my yeah. god. Wow. It was crazy. Wow. Just like crazy shit. And then, you know, her parents were the ones that forced her to go to camp. Mm. And how you know this camp is fucked up or these camps were fucked up is they came in the middle of the night and took her from her bed. What the fuck? And her parents stood by as they dragged her out of her room, her screaming, Mom and Dad, help me. And they just stayed quiet. Nobody told her where she was going. She thought she was being kidnapped. What in the... Uh-uh. Mm-mm. No, see, that just pisses me off. No. Yeah. No. And then her mom gets interviewed and... She's like, oh, you know, she's she's talked about, like, her abuse stories or whatever. She's like, but, you know, with Paris, I have to take everything with a grain of salt. What? Oh. And the director, whoever was doing, like, the interview, obviously got pissed off. And she was like, um, did she ever tell you that they put her in solitary confinement? And her mom's face dropped. Like, what? She's like, yeah. Did you not, did she not tell you that? Ugh. I'm like, that's your fucking child. Like, I, I understand that some people have, like, very dramatic children. That's just their personality. It is what it is. But, like, that's your fucking child. You can't be like, oh, I'm only going to believe half of what they're saying because they're just so dramatic. Like, that's your kid. Like, they come to you because they trust you until they stop trusting you. Like, you yeah. should, you should fucking listen to your child. But it just felt like... They neglected her. Yeah. Or their kids. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, well, she did say, like, they, they were the type of family to, like, sweep things under the rug. Mm. So it's like, obviously there wasn't any attention. Mm-hmm. But... And those are usually the kids who end up being the most dramatic or the ones who aren't getting any kind of attention from their parents. Yeah. So they become even more so dramatic because they're like, oh, well, they only pay attention to me when I do something big and over the top. So everything I do is going to become big and over the top so that they can pay attention to me. And I'm like, God, that poor girl. Yeah, and she was just saying, like, you know, she was a party girl, and that's why it was freaking out her parents. Mm -hmm. But I was like, to go that far and have your kid kidnapped to go to this camp, and you even know what's going on in these camps? Yeah. Yeah, no. And also, I feel like for, for people who are party people, it's usually a reason. Yeah. Like, there's usually a reason you don't want to be home, or a reason why you don't feel like you You're can... attracted to this lifestyle. Yeah, or, like, you can't trust someone else to talk to them about what's going on with you, so you 
just do drugs and drink, like, to get away from whatever the heck is going on with you. Like, these, these should have been signs to help her, not to, you know, get her drug away in the middle of the night to some fucked up camp that you have no idea what's going on with her. Yeah, she escaped several camps. She ran away. That's just And then she insane. got found and with one of the other girls, mm-hmm. and they brought him back to camp and beat the shit out of them in front of everybody. And then because of all this, she got into really bad relationships. Understandably so. And then, like, they showed a clip of her going to Tomorrowland. Mm -hmm. I guess that rave in, I think it's Belgium. Yeah. And so she, you know, she's DJing and all that. And he's, he's doing the typical perpetrator move of, like, well, the attention needs to be on me. You need to pay attention to me. And she's like don't do this before my set. Like, why are you doing this? Mm -hmm. And he's just being a little bitch about it. And he's like, well, you're just giving everybody else your your attention. She goes, I literally go on in six minutes. Why are you doing this? Mm -hmm. And she's like, get him the fuck out of here. And she's going crazy. And like me and Nikki were watching it. And we're like getting anxiety because it's just escalating. And I was like, wait, wait a minute. Like you guys were lovey-dovey. And then it just escalates. And then he starts getting upset. And then... They're walking to the stage, and she's like, take his fucking bracelets off. And she rips off his bracelet. She's like, don't let him come back here. She's like, I don't need this shit anymore. So apparently there was, like, abuse in that relationship. And then it it goes to the next scene, and she has, like, all her MacBooks. And she goes, look, I have to get a new MacBook because... Or I get a new MacBook every time because my ex-boyfriends either destroy it or they hack into my shit. And she shows, like, half bent MacBooks. Holy shit. I was like, girl, you've been through some shit. And then every night she has uh, nightmares. Night Mm. terrors. And it's of the abuse at the camps. Mm. And it's just sad. It was just so heartbreaking to to hear her story. And then also she spoke in a different voice. And she's like, this is my real voice. I created this character to escape what I was going through. Mm -hmm. Or to make it seem like everything was okay. Mm -hmm. And it was just like... I just want to hug her. Damn. That's rough. I really highly recommend... I probably, like, told the whole story, but... Yeah, but it's okay. But I 100% recommend it. It's on YouTube, Mm -hmm. and it's called This Is Paris, and, yeah, it's just... It's a real good depiction of childhood trauma. Mm Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I, I highly recommend it for you guys to watch. Oh, that's crazy. That's deep. I'm going to need to be, like, in the right headspace to watch that because... That's... Yeah, I was, like, not expecting it. I knew that there was going to be some stuff related to childhood trauma, but nothing to the extent of that. And yeah. then I think what got me was when she met up with her past campmates. Mm-hmm. And they were telling their stories. And mm-hmm. they were crying. And, like, obviously they're broken. Right. And it was just, like... Even though 20 years had passed, they were so affected by it. Yeah. And so I just, like, my heart went out to them. But then I, I had a conversation with Nikki after, and I was like, this is this is what I want to do. This mm-hmm. kind of solidified that I, I want to work with survivors. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I want to be part of that story. I want to empower women. I want to help them. Yeah. And show that, you know, there is a possibility of moving forward and healing. Mm-hmm. So... I have nothing but good things to say about that documentary. Okay. And it was free, too. Yeah. All right. Add to my list. Yeah. Yeah, but definitely, like, do some self-care after because, yeah, the topics are kind of rough. Yeah, it sounds heavy. But, yeah. 
Other than that, spooky season, spending all my money. <laughs> um, Trader Joe's has pumpkin everything now. Needed to get my pumpkin waffles. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> and the pumpkin pasta that you had tonight. Which was good. It was good. I was a little skeptical when you texted me. And you're like, hey, I'm going to make us pumpkin pasta. I looked at my phone and I was like, the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, at work. And I'm like, what? It's butternut squash pasta, but shaped like pumpkins. So it was really cute. We didn't even take, I didn't even take a picture. We did not take a picture, damn it. I, I was, was just curious on what it was going to taste like. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, that's pretty much my life. Okay. I like that. That's Some good lot. shit. Yeah, you got, you got a lot going on right now. A little bit. A little I, can, bit. I can tell this is your favorite season because you were active. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. So what's been going on with you? And you, I swear to God, if you say work, <laughs> if you say work one more time, <laughs> we're done. I mean, I wasn't going to, but now I kind of feel like I should just to watch you get mad. And throw you away. No, don't throw me away. Don't throw me away. Okay. Um, what's been up with me? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't going to tell you this before the podcast, but then I was like, nah, I'm going to save it. So I cut my own hair today. You did? You did. Yeah, you can't even notice. All I did was cut off my dead ends, and I had a couple curls that were, like, losing their spiral. That's really healthy. Thank you. Not that your hair wasn't healthy. No, but I definitely had a couple curls that were like losing their spiral and they weren't really like Oh, like the bouncy. little long, the mm-hmm. long ones that yeah. you usually get and you're just like, what I'm just is like going in on? my fucking face, yeah. So I cut I cut my dead ends off, tried to like even it out a little bit because apparently one side of my hair likes to grow faster than the other half oh, of my yeah. hair. I don't know why that happens, but okay, whatever, bitch. You have a love-hate relationship with your hair. Yeah. I love her. She hates me. That's the relationship. <laughs> I try oh, so hard to love her, and she's just, mm. Anyways, we work. I've always been in love with your hair. Thank you. It's been a difficult relationship, but I'm sticking it through because, you know, it grows out of me, so I'm stuck with it, so we got that. I remember when you used to slick your hair. Yeah. Yeah, the good old or days. Or a braid. The good old days. And man. I was like, when you started getting your hair a little bit more natural... I was like, oh my god, why? Why would you slick this back? Why would you ever throw this back and never show it? Well, here we are. Here we are, you guys. Growing and... Growth, <laughs> accepting how big my hair is and loving it. Um, so yeah, I did that today. That was fun. That was fun for me. Um, other thing that I did, so I made a, I guess a pact, we'll say, with my sister. So... After our episode on, um, like, mental health and self-care and all that jazz, I was thinking, because I was like, you know, I love giving advice, mostly because I'm just that person who loves to give advice, solicited or unsolicited. I am the one who will always be giving people advice. You're very wise. Thank you. I like to believe that. And very that. non-judgmental. Thank which you. Which I think is very important. Thank you. Um, but I'm terrible at taking my own advice. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Uh Uh-huh. Yes, you are. I'm really bad. I'm really, really bad at taking my own advice. Horrific. I give these... Terrible. I give beautiful, eloquent, long speeches to people about, like, anything and everything when it comes to, like, you know, being positive, making good choices for themselves, putting themselves first. Like, I give these beautiful speeches. Ask any of my friends. I yeah, all right here. These, yeah, mm-hmm. huh? Uh-huh. I give wonderful speeches. I go, I have a story about me being insecure, and then I go to Sasha, and she's like, oh, you're beautiful, you're amazing. And then, like, literally three days later, Sasha's going through the same dilemma, and mm-hmm. I'm telling her, she goes, no, I'm trash. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Garbage. Horrible. 
like, bitch, you just told me this yeah. a few days yeah. ago. She can fucking quote me, and I will argue myself. I'll screenshot it, I'll send it back to you, and you're like, I don't know who that was. <laughs> Sorry to that man, I don't know that man. <laughs> Yeah, I will argue back hardcore and be like, mm, nah, that's not true. So, what I've decided, well, I've decided two things. One, I realize that telling people, like, you need to be good with where you are right now is not bad advice, but it's just super incomplete advice. It's, like, the most Captain Obvious shit ever of, like, yeah, obviously I should try and be good with where I am right now. Clearly I'm fucking not. So, like, thank you for telling me what I already knew. Can I thank you. That was not helpful in the least bit. So this is me talking to me about my own life. And I'm like, I can't tell that to myself because I'm just going to laugh at my own self and be like, thanks, bitch. You did nothing. (laughs) (laughs) So, but what I was looking at, I was like, I do deeply believe that our physical health and our mental health are intrinsically combined together. Mm -hmm. And when one is bad, the other one will be bad. And getting better at one often helps the other one as well. Yep, yep, yep. And I've tried to do this probably for like a year now where I've been like, I know my mental health is not great, so I'm going to start working out more because it's going to, you know, give me all the happy endorphins. It's going to help make me feel better. And then... Yeah, exactly. Happy people don't kill people. (laughs) (laughs) I was literally watching that today. I know it. That's what took you so long to get ready. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, yeah, we get ready in a minute, but I'm watching Legally Bond. Yeah, Nikki was like... It's six. You're supposed to be ready. I was like, shut up. L is talking right now. This is the best part. It's okay. We love her. But that's when my inconsistency comes in where I'm like, I'll start working out. It'll be good. And then I'll get negative about myself. And then me getting negative gets me into a negative mental space, which gets me out of a good, happy physical space. And I don't, and I stop working out. And I'm like, well, this is a great cycle to be constantly in. Same, right? Yeah. So then you might want to do this thing with me too. So, this is what I'm doing with my sister. It's a very small step, but so far it's actually been working pretty well. Um, I am never hydrated. I never drink enough water. I will OD <laughs> on coffee all day long. There's some water in that. There's, that's what I said, you know? <laughs> Apparently it doesn't fucking count when you say that to a doctor. They laugh, but whatever. There's fucking water. Um, so what I've been doing is, every time I have either a negative thought or I'm just not being kind to myself and being like overly judgmental about something or just like not believing in my ability to do something. I say to myself, hydrated bitches don't talk like this. You got to go drink water. (laughs) (laughs) And it sounds dumb, but at the very least, it's forcing me to interrupt negative thought patterns. Yeah. Because I'm in the middle of a negative thought. I realize I'm in the middle of a negative thought and I stop myself because I'm like, no, you got to go drink water because now you've made a negative thought. And do I stop or like, has that thought gone away completely? No. Have I stopped myself from going on a spiral of like continuing to sit with this thought? Yes. So it's only been a week. We'll see how this goes. I have drank much more water this week than I have probably in the last like eight months of my life. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So, that's good. Okay. Well, we're off to a good start. We're off to a pretty good start with that. I need to start implementing that, too. Yeah. So, I mean, at the very least, I'm interrupting thoughts and I'm drinking more water. And nothing bad can happen of you drinking more water throughout the day. So That's true. I mean, I pee more, but whatever. Yeah. Such an inconvenience on that part. Yeah. But But I'm like, Whatever. Gives me an excuse to walk away from my desk to go pee. So, (laughs) that's fine with me. 
So I've done that. Um, and then the other thing, I'm going to give you a Netflix rec since you gave me a TV rec. Um, this is not a hot take. It's been out for like a couple months or something like that. But Sable actually had me watch Down to Earth, I do believe is what it's called, with Zac Efron on uh, Netflix. I've heard of it. Yeah. Yes. Now, mind you, I like Zac Efron. I'm not like Zac Efron obsessed or whatever. I used to be. I never but was. But then he just, well, I mean, I'll give myself credit. I was like, a little teenager. Yeah. It was the time. He it, ruled the era, of course. Of course yeah, he was that front of us. Yeah, but then he just turned into this, like, beefcake, uh-huh. like, douchebag. Uh-huh. And I'm like, no, I'm not about that life uh-huh. right now. Uh-huh. So. So it's, like, semi-documentary, semi-like. He, like, experiences different things in the world, right? Yes. Like, sports, food. Kind of. It's right? more like... How can we help the planet, like, ecological oh, system-wise? Okay. So he, like, linked up with this mentor and um, who is, like, a health guru, basically. Mm-hmm. All about, like, food and, like, healing your body and stuff like that. So he linked up with him and the two of them end up traveling the world together. And they, you follow their travels. And they've been friends for a couple years before they filmed this documentary together. So you follow their travels and it's, like, talking about, like, they do an episode in Paris that talks about water and how, like, having access to clean water like helps society out how it's helped like their homeless problems out and like all of that jazz they go to puerto rico after there was a major hurricane in puerto rico and talk about like rebuilding the cities there and like what you can do and all of that stuff they go to peru into the um rainforest and talk about like indigenous people's lives there and like all of this stuff so it's like really really cool it's really fascinating i feel like i have a better understanding of Zac Efron's personality after mm-hmm. watching this and yeah he 100% like has the beefcake douchebag persona <laughs> but that's not his real personhood yeah like no. he talks a lot about how like Hollywood he felt like he had to be a certain way yeah. and he's like I kind of shrunk out of the limelight because it was just really overwhelming yeah to feel like you're constantly being watched and he almost died too. yeah he did so because he was like doing some like nature like shit or whatever Mm -hmm. and he got sick or Mm -hmm. he ate something and he got really sick and he was like on the verge of death so I can imagine it gave him a new perspective yeah a little new new perspective a new respect for life but that's good I mean he he's always seemed like a down-to-earth person Mm -hmm. regardless Mm -hmm. and then what's funny is that my uncle he he works for Hawaiian Airlines, mm-hmm. and he actually met him. Oh, really? Yeah. He met him, and he was like, oh, wow, he's just, like, a really sweet guy. Yeah. So. Like, all those interactions that he sees with, like, people who recognize him and are, like, fans, he seems super chill, like, super nice, so that was great. It was really nice. It was it was a fun, light-hearted-ish thing to go through. Like, they talk about some really serious issues about, like, the environment and about, like, poverty and like food shortage and stuff like Mm -hmm. that so they do go into some really deep issues and he's definitely like 100% white boy hippie so which is very entertaining even more so because his mentor is like a deep hippie like they get off the plane somewhere and he's like oh my circadian rhythm is off I gotta ground and so he gets out of the car takes his shoes off and is like walking through the grass barefoot (laughs) he's like come on Zach join me it's gonna help and Zach is like standing outside of the road and like deadpanning the camera like is he fucking serious (laughs) (laughs) but it was great I do recommend it was really great very informative very fascinating and he's just fun to watch he seems like a really chill dude so 
Yeah, I think I think we're as we're getting older, we're get we're being drawn more to like these docu. I, this is the most I've ever watched documentaries in Welcome. my entire life. Welcome, I've already been here. I'm so glad you've met me. <laughs> I just I, need to get you to the serial killer documentary level, and then you're fucking there. I'm, I've watched yes. so many because yes. my grandma is obsessed. With I'm obsessed. It. It's my favorite thing to the point where she'll she will already know how it happened, how yeah. the murder happened. Uh-huh. She's like, oh yeah, he did this, and he used this chemical, and then the, mm-hmm. the gun is gonna be in there. Mm-hmm. And, then I, and I'm like, grandma, I'm on like my what? fifth Jack the Ripper one because Jack the Ripper's probably like my favorite serial killer to watch things about. I'm on like my fifth one about him. I think I've watched like two or three about the Zodiac. Like I've got problems. It's very fascinating because it has to do with like psychology and stuff. And I'm like, there is childhood trauma. This is a pure example of why we should be attentive to it, and Please there should be services for this. Address your trauma, people, or you'll end up <sighs> like Dahmer. That's what we're saying. That is what we're saying. I love the Ted Bundy tapes. Did you watch that one? I haven't seen that one yet. Oh my gosh. I know. It's so, like... He's so fucking crazy. Crazy. Yeah. And just... I should watch that next. I should watch that next. Yeah, put that on your list. I watched it at work and, like, we were... Of course you watched it at work, you fucking psycho. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I was, like, doing my stuff, my stats or whatever, and then I had it on, and then my coworkers were like, what is wrong with you? I'm like... Well, we work with people who have been survivors of crimes. We need to get in the mindset. No, <laughs> no, no. I mean, I'm 100% here for it, but I'm totally judging you right now. I know. But yeah, no, I mean, documentaries, they're very informative and it's just, I don't know. I've, I've definitely been drawn to like the eco-friendly ones. Yeah. Or I think I forgot what it's called but it popped up on instagram as like a suggestion and it was talking about how they can change farming oh yeah it was the one you sent me something about soil it's coming yeah, out soon yeah, yeah it's um ian summerhalder yes mm-hmm. he produced it along with someone else i can't remember his name another celebrity but yeah they're they're producing about how we can take care of soil better mm-hmm. so that way it'll eliminate like carbon carbon mm-hmm. monoxide or car- carbon dioxide gases being mm-hmm. released mm-hmm. so it could eventually reverse climate change just by doing this nothing else just mm-hmm. doing that so we'll see we'll see can't wait for that one to come out we'll give you guys an update once we watch it mm-hmm. but that's, that's all i got that's good so I'm, I'm happy that it's not work don't want me to talk about work no. because i could i mean like we talk about it like every week together you want to know Not why, on bitch? The you want to know why, bitch? Because I'm always at work. <laughs> this is why. This is why I talk about work all the time. Because I'm a workaholic. Anyway, go ahead. Do your thing. Alrighty. So we are going to go into our next segment, which is wifey wisdom. Yeah. So what is on your mind today, Sasha? What is on my mind today? Um, Today, I want us to talk about friendship and really, more specifically, how you strengthen your friendship. And um, this really came up because I've had a bunch of people, I shouldn't say a bunch, I've had some people who know about our friendship, or I just talk about you all the time because I do talk about you all the time. And Of course, because you're obsessed with me. I'm fucking obsessed with you, so of course I'm going to talk about you all the time. <laughs> but I've had people tell me like how impressed they are, I should say, with our friendship and not just how close we are, but, like, the things that we can talk about, the kinds of conversations that we can have, like, all of those things. And they've I've been asked before, like, you know, how is it that you guys got to that place? And 
it's definitely something that I've never sat with before because we've just been friends for so long. Like, I've never had to sit with it. We've never had to explain it. No, I've never had to explain, like, how we got here. And most of the time, people just accept time as a reason why we've got here. If I'm like, yeah, we've been friends for, like, 15 years, they're like, okay, sure, that makes perfect sense, but you guys are the way that you are. But I do think that there are some points about how to strengthen a friendship, especially if you have a good friendship and you want it to be better, you want it to be stronger. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm in the middle of a great speech and you're just dying over here. <laughs> Sasha's giving her lovely speech, but Luna came out of her coma because I gave her I gave her a calming tablet and she just <laughs> slowly army crawled <laughs> into Sasha's laugh or her laugh and Sasha's trying not to laugh and and talk. I was oh doing God. so well. I was so focused <laughs> and this bitch is just laughing like just staring at me laughing I'm so focused god you'd be terrible to do on stage with man I I couldn't I try I'm like I got I this to just do improv I got this I could be so focused no no I get distracted so easily ruined it anyway. so you just whew. that's true anyways I've been chosen by the cat and we're gonna give you guys a little background information as well as probably some helpful tips about how to strengthen your friendships if you want some that kind of closeness where you can really have what I've recently learned as a term of an intimate friendship also gonna just on up top give a book recommendation I haven't read it yet but I've heard like amazing things about it and I listened to their podcast so the girls who host the podcast call your girlfriend just wrote a book and it's called big friendship and the principle behind it, one, they talk about their friendship throughout most of it, but their principle behind it is really discussing um, that we don't talk about friendship in American society the way that we talk about other relationships. Like, we give tons of advice, and so many books are written about romantic relationships mm -hmm. and, like, how to strengthen them, how to work through difficult times, or just how to get close to someone in a romantic way. But, like, no one talks about that about friendship, and no one really discusses how important it is to have that kind of closeness as a friend rather than as either a family member or a romantic partner. So, yeah, that's what we're doing. We're, we're talking about how to get that kind of closeness as a friend and some of the things that we've done. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you want to start <laughs> so that I can play with your cap? Yeah, so <laughs> something that has definitely strengthened our friendship, and it actually happened a few days ago. Mm-hmm. Um, it is just having, you know, open communication. Yeah. And, yeah, so, <laughs> I don't know, I feel embarrassed for saying this story, but... <laughs> I'm like, I'll tell the story. It was a great story. I'm sorry, I distracted you with my necklace. No, okay, I'll hide the necklace, but the cat... is just trying to attack Sasha. I got, sleep, I got shiny things on. We all know what that does to cats, so... Anyways, I'll tell the story, because you're embarrassed. No, no, no. You sure? I guess. Yeah, I'm sure. So okay, so <laughs> let me let me say my my side. Let me lay down the foundation. Go ahead. You do this. You got so, this. So <laughs> I have terrible insomnia now. Yeah. Things because of, of COVID. I don't know. There's some times where I can sleep early. There's times where I just go to sleep really late or I'm asleep and then I wake up and then I can't go back to sleep. Now mind you, of our friendship, I have always been the night owl. Yes. I have always been the one who just accidentally stayed up till 2 a.m. Yeah, and it's just, part of the reason was because I normally had early shifts. Yeah. 
So you were always asleep early. Yeah, I was like, I'm going to die. I need to sleep. Yeah. And I will say, I feel like my work schedule changed. So I now have to go to work slightly earlier mm-hmm. than I used to. And I definitely feel like just the stress of everyday life has gotten me to a place where I now go to sleep earlier than what I used to. So you didn't know that a few days ago. So sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That would have been helpful yes. information. Our top tip is clearly communication because that would have been helpful information for me <laughs> to tell her, hey, bitch, you don't really text me past midnight because I'm probably going to be asleep. Which is so odd because, again, Sasha is usually the night owl. Always up. I'm like, what are you doing? Pacing. It's yeah. 2 o'clock in the morning. What are you doing? Yeah. Anyway, so I'm insomnia has hit. And I send what I think is a hilarious little meme mm-hmm. on Instagram. And I send it to her directly. I don't do it in our group chat. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how would you say, like, poking fun or making fun? It's like one of those aggressively positive girlfriend memes. Yeah. Where it's like, you don't want your girlfriend to be mad at herself or be down on herself or be negative. Because of the shit guy, basically. Right. So it's like, don't let some shit guy make you feel bad about yourself or I'm going to come over there and smack the hell out of you. Or like something like that. Something along the lines Which of that, is, but not that aggressive. Yes. But that's 100% the way that we talk to each yes. other. Like, completely and entirely. So she sends me this. So I sent it to her. Sasha said, if someone else read it, they'd be like, whoa, she's fucking, like, that, bad. That's true. I didn't even you think You did, that. like, the psychopath, LOL, after. I- <laughs> <laughs> you sent it separate. The psychopath, LOL. <laughs> like, you said something, like, like bitchy, like, a, a quick bitchy response. And then you're like, oh, better not make it, like, evil. <laughs> Throw an LOL at it. Better toss an LOL on it so she knows it's okay. And I was like, take it back. And I was like, oh, no. I went too far. <laughs> I went too far. And then so I I texted her back. I was like, hey, like, I no, I sent you a message. I was like, oh, like, I'm not meaning it this way. I'm just saying it for, like, past relationships or blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And no response. No reply. And I'm like, I know Sasha is up. And I go, and she has her notification on her phone. I don't have my notifications mm-hmm. on her Instagram on my phone. But she does. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I know it alerted her that I, <laughs> I sent you two messages. And I was like, oh, no. What did I do? And I was like, oh, well, I got to go to sleep. Clearly, mm-hmm. I need to not send people memes at 2 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Go to sleep. I wake up and I was like, was that real life? <laughs> no, you got to do what you just did to me earlier. She wakes up and she's like, no, I'm fine. We're fine. I'm totally oh, yeah. fine. Everything's fine. No, it's fine. Nothing's wrong. Everything's fine. Yeah, I was like, we're good. I'm good. She's okay. She moved on. She went to work. Oh, fuck. She went to work. <laughs> She's alone at work because it's COVID. And I was like, oh, no. Okay, no, now I gotta go do my training. And then, like, in training, and we're talking about domestic violence, and it's it's not a happy subject. No. And I had to, I'm like, no, I have to, I have to text her. I was like, I need to know that she's okay. Because you still haven't responded. And it was like 10 o'clock in the morning. I was like, so you mad, mad? (laughs) (laughs) So you big mad. You can't even text back with an LOL when you're not really laughing. You big mad. I was like, oh no. Now pause and flip to my half (laughs) of what's going on for this story, right? She sends me this meme. I laugh because I know her humor, and I know that she's fucking with me, and this is just her aggressively positive 
saying that she's gonna throw me away every time I call myself trash or like yeah. smack me or whatever like that's just who we are right so she sends me this and I was like well if she's gonna be cheeky I'm gonna be cheeky back and I'm gonna send her something super sassy back because she knows me oh it was chilly <laughs> that was some icy ass <laughs> response I didn't even think it was that icy. I was like, oh, I'm just going to play and I'm going to fuck with her. No, that LOL or... LOL. Oh, the LOL was on purpose. The LOL was 100% a psycho me. LOL. That scared, <laughs> that scared me. I was like, I'm going to fuck with her hardcore right now. Like, she sent this to me. I'm going to send her something back. Hella sassy. I'm going to put an LOL on it because she knows that's a sassy LOL. That's not a real life LOL. And then my in my brain, I was like, she's going to laugh. She's going to know that I'm fucking with her. And she's going to laugh. And she's going to send me a gif of like a little kid running up to the phone and smacking it. And she's going to be like... <laughs> Like, that's me to your face right now. And I was going to laugh and go to sleep. It was going to be great. So I send my super sassy reply with my psycho LOL on it. I put my phone down because my phone was, I'm laying in bed at this time. And my phone was right next to me. So I put my phone back down and I roll over and I knock the fuck out. <laughs> like, I, that, my brain was like, eh, done. We were sassy. Now we're going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> I knock out and I'm asleep this entire time. She obviously replies back to me. I don't fucking see it because I'm already asleep when she replied back to me. I wake up the next morning. I see my phone and I've got like a crap ton of notifications because I always wake up to a bunch of notifications. Not because I'm popular, but because I have all of my notifications turned on for my phone. Yeah, you're a psychopath. Yeah. Well, and I'm a workaholic. So I've got like emails on there. I have like a message from work. I have a couple notifications from Instagram because like she replied to me and then I got a couple things in like the groups that I'm in. So I'm like, all right, cool, cool, cool. I'll check all of this later. Like I gotta, I gotta get up and get ready for work. No, go ahead. Continue. <laughs> so I get up, I get ready for work. I go to work. I had like a busy morning. I think I had something that I had to do like first thing in the morning when I got in. So I'm working. I haven't checked my phone. I'm like, my phone's sitting right next to me, but I haven't checked my phone. I wasn't planning on checking my phone. So she texts me in the middle of her training and gives me this beautiful text. I have to say it was great. Yeah. I was just like, Hey, like, I just want to make sure that you're okay. And that I didn't I hope I didn't offend you or hurt you with what I sent because that wasn't the intention by it. And it's like, I know, like, I want to be sensitive of what you're feeling and I want to be sensitive of, you know, like, I don't want to go too far, push it too far with our humor. Because right. I know who we can get really dark right? or we can get really sassy towards each other, but I never want you to feel like I'm purposely being mean or I'm making light of your situation. Like, mm-hmm. Haha, <laughs> you're in a shitty situation, so better you than me. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so I just, like, gave her, and I was like, I just want to say I'm sorry because I don't know if I hurt you. I don't know if you got offended. I, I just want to make sure you know that I'm sorry. And then, yeah, I left it at that, and I prayed. I was like, <laughs> and then I prayed. Please. Please don't be mad. <laughs> and then my moody, emotional cancer ass, I opened her text. I'm like, She wanted to make sure I was okay. This is so fucking nice. I can't believe her. <laughs> so yeah, of course, I, 
reply back to her and it was like, one, I was not upset. Like, there was literally nothing that you said that hurt my feelings. Two, I know you were joking with me. Like, I know you would not do this to actually, like, make me upset or say anything negative to me. Like, I know you wouldn't do something like that. And I, I got it as a joke. I knew you were joking. I took it as a joke. I'm like, I'm sorry that I didn't come off back like I knew you were joking. But thank you. And I think I did. I thanked you for, mm -hmm. like taking the step to make sure that I was okay, even though I wasn't, because, I mean, even though I was, like, I wasn't what? upset. <laughs> I wasn't upset. There was nothing that she said that upset me. I was totally fine with everything that she said, so. Yeah. But still, it, it meant a lot that it would even be a thought of hers to take that moment and check in. Because she could have done, like she said, and been like, no, she's fine. She's definitely fine. Like, if she doesn't say anything to me, she's fine. If she doesn't if she doesn't bring it up, I'm not bringing it up. Yeah, I could have. That's where I was just like, you know, I, <laughs> I had a mini conversation. I was like, well, then she can just be mad. Like, I just don't care. <laughs> like, grow the fuck up. But I was like, no, I need to grow as a person, and I need to recognize that sometimes, like, I'm not perfect. Mm -hmm. And I'm not, you know the epitome of like the perfect best friend it's like I, I have the potential to hurt people mm -hmm. so I wanted to to grow in the sense like don't be scared to have that type of conversation and and apologize yeah and I think what you just said is what the point we want to get across for strengthening a friendship don't be afraid to have that conversation mm -hmm. don't be afraid to apologize for something that you've done and to take the initiative for it because yeah, she could have sat back and been like, well, if she's mad, she's going to get over it. And when she gets over it, she'll talk to me about it. But she didn't. She took the initiative and was like, no, I don't want to have this fester between the two of us because mm -hmm. let's say I was actually mad about what she said and she didn't reach out to me for it. You know, I can, can hold you a grudge. imagine this podcast today? We would have been real tense. It would have not been good. And I'm like, that wouldn't have been good for either of us. For me to fester on something and sit with it and be like, wow, she's not even going to acknowledge that she was rude to me. And for her to sit there and be like, is she mad or is she not mad? Is she going to talk to me about this or is she not going to talk to me about this? Wow, she's super immature if she's not going to talk to me about this. Like, that could have gone to a really big miscommunication between mm -hmm. the two of us off of something that was meant to be a joke. And it could have yeah. spiraled into something much, much bigger. Obviously, I wasn't upset, but taking that initiative and just saying... I'm going to put myself in an awkward situation in case this turns into an awkward conversation and I'm going to be the first one to say I'm sorry because yeah, I never want to hurt someone that I care about and if I accidentally put myself in a space where I'm hurting you, I want to make sure that I acknowledge that and I say to you, I didn't mean this to happen and let me know what it is that I did to hurt you so that I don't do it again because I don't want to be that person who hurts the person that I love. So thank you. We didn't, you weren't in trouble. I wasn't mad. But <laughs> thank you for being a beautiful example of just getting awkward and just saying, let's yeah. just talk about this. Yeah. I just, yeah, I was, I was super nervous, guys. I was like, mm, an angry Sasha is a scary Sasha. That's true. But then also, like, People make fun of Libras for being passive aggressive. I was like, no, we're breaking this stereotype. Look at you. And I'm <laughs> proud. I'm going to go. Gonna be upfront and be honest. In conflict, potential conflict. But yeah, no, I I think we actually hit some of our our um top points. Top points. Go ahead and awkward. recount for me. Yeah, so we have the open communication, the mm -hmm. awkward conversation, mm -hmm. being able to say sorry. I mean, yeah, if you guys. It, it's so simple. Like, if you can't 
do those those top three. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know how your friendship is going to last yeah. because I mean I think you should be able to say sorry, no matter what. True, I would agree with that. No matter who you're talking to, no matter what the relationship is, you should be able to own up when you've done something and say sorry for it. Yeah, and it's like I didn't need to say sorry because mm-hmm. you know my intention. If I were to go purely on my intention. It would have been, oh, I'm just... I'm just joking. I'm just joking around. Like, I didn't mean to hurt you, but, you know, I was able to say sorry because, again, I didn't know if your your feelings were were affected by it. So. And I feel like you were able to make that recognition between the, the difference between intention and impact. Like, mm-hmm. yes, your intention was a joke, but if the impact was something that actually hurt my feelings... It's not your fault that you hurt my feeling, but it was due to an action mm-hmm. that was begun by you. So it's really big to say, no, that wasn't my intention, but I recognize that this was the result, and I'm sorry that it resulted this way. Yeah, definitely. And I'll take notes to do better. And I think that those three things, that open dialogue, being able to have awkward conversations and being able to say I'm sorry, especially in a, in a relationship, are made easier through trust and made more difficult when you don't have trust in that person. Because mm-hmm. you put yourself out there in a potentially awkward space because you trusted that I wouldn't do something aggressive or terrible back to you. Yeah. And you trusted that I would be honest with you. Because if I was hurt, you had full faith that I would reply back to you and say, yeah, you know what? That actually kind of made me mm-hmm. sad. You knew. You knew without a doubt that I would just be honest. And I, you had complete trust in our relationship that whatever I said to you was one, going to be the truth. Because I could have said to you, no, you didn't hurt my feelings. And then you could have sat there and second-guessed it and been like, is she lying? Is she just trying to be cool with me right now? <laughs> <laughs> but you trusted that I was going to be honest with you because you know that we've built that relationship of honesty. Mm-hmm. And you trusted that I was going to tell you. I wasn't going to, sh- like, blow you off. I wasn't going to not reply to your text message. I was going to tell you whatever it was that I was honestly feeling in that moment. Oh, if you would have blown me off, I would have been knocking at your door. I'm like, you would have just... As soon as you got home. Yes. You probably would have called... I'm waiting there for you. You would have called me, like, you're like, she's going to go to lunch anywhere between 12 and 2. I'm just going to keep calling her until she answers. <laughs> <laughs> and then if I didn't answer at any point in time, you would have been at my house before I got home. In your room. In my room, because you're cool. We and- need to talk. <laughs> So cool if my mom misses you. I'm like, um, so you didn't reply to me last night and then you didn't text me back. So we definitely need to talk. <laughs> but yeah, so you, it's easier to have an awkward conversation with someone when you trust them, when you know that like, I wasn't going to drag you for that. I was yeah. also going to be honest with you with my reply. So it's a lot easier to have that space. And I feel like that's probably step one in any kind of friendship is building your trust with that person. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Because if you don't trust someone, no, you're not going to have an open conversation with them. You're not going to be awkward and uncomfortable and be like, did I fuck up? Like, that's a difficult thing to do. And it's it's much easier if you can trust that person. And I think that's definitely probably one of the biggest things in our relationship is just the amount of trust that we have for each other where we know we can tell each other something that is, you know, a secret or awkward or uncomfortable or anything in that space. And I can just give that to you. And I know that you're not going to mangle it up or like tell someone else about it or betray me in some sort of way. I can just give that to you. And that makes awkward conversations 100% easier. Yep. It's that deep trust we have. And yeah, you just went into another, another key point is that deep trust. So, you know, we have all, we have our inner thoughts, our negative thoughts and 
we've definitely had awkward conversations. Uh-huh. We know intimate details about each other. Mm-hmm. Like, intimate details. Mm-hmm. But it's just, I trust Sasha with my life. And I know that I'm pretty sure, 100%, you're never going to betray me. No. Like, stab me in the back. So, yeah. I think it's just, you know, it's like a build-up over time. Okay. You know, we've done the open communication, the awkward conversations. We've been through a lot of, a lot of, um, dark moments together. Mm-hmm. Um, we've experienced, you know, celebrations together. Like, we've done milestones. Yeah, a lot. In our friendship. So, it's like, yeah, like, you saw me leave California. Yeah. That was very sad. Yeah, it was, it was such a weird experience, but it was just like, well, this is really going to test our friendship because mm-hmm. now we're no longer going to be down the street. Yeah. We're literally a state away. We put some distance. Very much so. But, you know, it's just we've developed all these, these what, what would you say, like skills or or attributes for for our friendship to I make us those are good. I feel like, yeah, skills, skills is a good word for it. Yeah. And I feel like trust is a difficult thing to try and give advice on how to build trust because it's so personal. Yeah, like, like you know yourself best. Mm-hmm. And I think the way you build trust with another person is different for every single person that you're mm-hmm. building trust with. Like, the, the steps we've taken in our relationship – don't mirror the steps that I've taken in other friendships or other mm-hmm. relationships. And I know, like, for you, the same thing. The steps that we've taken to build trust between the two of us are not the same for the way that you've built trust in your other friendships or the way that you've built trust with your boyfriend. Like, we, you follow a different path for every single person that you meet. But I feel like it's, a, at least for me, trust is very much so, like, stepping stone. Like, you're building a pyramid where mm-hmm. I start with... You have to have the foundation. Right. I start with something that I trust you with and you either respond in a positive way or in a way that doesn't hurt me or you keep a secret that I told you and that puts me in a more comfortable position to give you a little bit more and to be like, okay, she did this, so now I'm going to go ahead and go something a little deeper, something a little more embarrassing or whatever, and we go through that together and good response, you don't do anything crazy, you don't make fun of me for the dumb, embarrassing thing that I said or did or told you about or like the weird dream that I had. And then we keep going from there. And I feel like trust is definitely one of those things that can be really easy to link to time and to be like, oh, I've known you for 10 years, so of course I trust you. But they don't always go hand in hand. Yeah. Like, I think time for us has definitely helped our trust. I feel like the longer we've been friends, the more trust that we've had. Like, we've had conversations in, like, the last year or two that we laughed that we had never had before because we were like... (laughs) How have I known you for this long? How have we been this close for this long? And we've never talked about this. But it was like something awkward or something uncomfortable or something that's just like super random or weird that you would not bring up. It's body hair. Yeah. Well, that's one of the many that we've had in the past couple of years where we were like... This... Why did we not talk about this? And it's something where it's like, this just doesn't come up in casual conversation. Like... You but then have again, to just... we couldn't even like pinpoint how that conversation even came up as well. No. But... So time, I think time can help, but at the same time, like, you can be friends with someone for six months, 
and build a super strong trusting foundation mm-hmm. and have like these really deep intimate conversations with this person that you haven't had with someone who you've known for years or you could know someone for years and you've just never gotten past those first couple of moments of kind of building trust so you've never had deeper crazier more awkward conversations with that person and I feel like if you're trying to grow in a relationship that's the first thing that you have to look at is how how strong is this trust foundation that we have do Mm -hmm. I only tell you small things because I don't know what's going to happen if I tell you something big because if that's the case then no you're not going to be able to have an awkward conversation or be able to be front-facing and honest and be like I'm just going to say I'm sorry because I think I fucked up and I'm not even sure if I fucked up, but we need to talk about if I fucked up or not. Like, you're not going to feel comfortable doing that because you haven't gotten past your beginning stages of building that trust. You know? Yeah. No, I'm just, like, trying to pinpoint when we built that deep trust mm. or what started the foundation. It could be when, one, I saved your life from the marker. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> You will never not be my hero, so I just need you to know that. You'll never not be my hero. I feel like, honestly, I feel like the most, this can sound so high school, but the best start, I think, of us building trust is when we started telling each other who we liked. Oh, yeah. And neither one of us snitched and told other people. Other people. That's true. And I'm like, in high school... Or it wasn't like we liked the same person. Well, it's always just really nice to have in a friendship. yeah. (laughs) I mean, we thought the, like, the guys that we could never get, we were like, oh, yeah. Yeah, we had the same top tier. We had the same top tier guys. We did, for sure. (laughs) But, yeah, I guess that's a start. And I feel like, especially, like, high school girls, that's such a big deal. Did, like, one, having a crush is always a big deal when you're in high school. And two, having someone that you can tell that to and then it doesn't get back to you from, like, six other people is a really big thing when it comes to... girls didn't like me in high school. True. So... I feel like that probably helped. I had to be very careful with who I befriended because, I don't know, I just had this sign on my back, like, here, stab here. I don't know. So, yeah, Sasha... Passed the vibe test. I passed the vibe test, definitely. But then also it helped that we we knew each other from elementary. We were comfortable with each other. We had all of our classes in middle school, except Mm -hmm. I think one or two. Mm -hmm. And then we went to the same high school, which was, you know, we both lost a lot of friends going to the Because we transferred. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we already, I guess we already kind of built that foundation through just normal friendship. Yeah. And I would say that's probably the way most people build to have a deeper, more intimate friendship is you just start with like a regular friend who Mm -hmm. you trust in a normal amount of way for a friend. And then I feel like we just started going through more stuff the older Mm -hmm. we got. And we were like, well, I'm going to just have this conversation with this person and we're going to see how shit goes. And we, I think we never let each other down in those spaces. And that's probably what has gotten us to such a close, intimate space is when you start going through shit and you choose a person to talk to and you choose a person to let into your life during that time and they don't disappoint, it's really easy to build a deeper trust with them because they saw you in a really compromising position and they were still there. Yeah. And I also feel that we weren't those girls that backstab mm-hmm. each other and spread rumors and, you know, we were... <laughs> We were raised a certain way with our parents, and I just feel like that was a, a very important 
foundation as well because I don't know some of the girls we went to high school with like who raised you (laughs) so I mean and it doesn't hurt to have someone who you have a similar outlook on and I think that's your point or shared values yeah that that was definitely one of the very first things that we bonded over was our value system and the way that we view the world around us because Mm -hmm. it was so similar so it was easy to have those conversations with you because I knew you just understood Mm-hmm. And you knew that I understood what you were saying. Yeah, we weren't boy crazy. We weren't, like, into parties. or We just, you know, social situations were just like, ugh. Awkward, no. no but we like to dance and have fun. And we were very on top of our, our studies. Sasha definitely a lot more than I was. But, you know. But you were still really good. Yeah. And you didn't make- I'm half Asian, so. <laughs> so if you, were, if you were full, I would have had more competition yeah. is what you're saying to me. Okay. Just a little bit. That's fine. I'm glad you weren't that full. had two Asian parents? Oh, my God. That's true. I would have, like, we would have mm-hmm. never gone out if you had two Asian parents. I would have come over to study. Maybe my grades would have been better. Maybe I would have actually got valedictorian <laughs> if you had two Asian wow. parents. Wow. <laughs> because my genes, I laughed. You ruined my valedictorian <laughs> status. It is your fault that I missed it by one fucking point. Oh, yeah. <sighs> still not over it I'm still not over it that was messed up I was like wow seriously seriously one point no it was like a tenth of a point that I missed it by a tenth of a point whatever I'm not dwelling it's okay (sighs) fuck these hoes anyway but yeah so yeah we we covered pretty much most of it yeah definitely you know choosing the level of communication that works best oh yeah good point Mm -hmm. because I think in high school and, like, college, early college days, we used to talk every single day. Like, yes. on the, do you remember on the phone? Yes, we would have hours and hours of conversation on of the just phone. cracking up. Yes. Which would always kill my parents. They were like, you just fucking saw her at school. <laughs> like, when we were in high school and, like, we would go to school together, I would be, come home, I'd take a nap, I'd eat, I'd do homework, and then I'd be texting or on the phone with yeah. you. And they were like, you you literally saw her, like, four hours ago. What the fuck do you have to talk about for two hours on the phone? And I'm just like, get out of my room. <laughs> talking about, like, the guys that we like. And- talking about all the stuff I couldn't talk about in class because I was yeah. paying attention. Aren't you glad I'm a good student? Yeah, no, but we used to talk all the time when we were younger. Yeah, but then, you know, we grew up, we have different responsibilities now, we have jobs, you know, life kind of got in the way. I'm with Matt, and Matt takes up a good portion of my life. You're so lucky I like you, Matt. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, like, you're happy for my achievements and my choices in my life, and other people that I have in my life as well. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're gonna like, ugh, why are you hanging out with them? Or no. why are you a boyfriend? Hell no. You know, we're we're very support supportive of that. So you know, we don't talk as much. Mm-hmm. We're in like this like a bunch of group chats yeah. on our social media, but that's not the same as like having a conversation. No, no. That's but, just sending funny shit back and forth. That's yeah, all that is. I mean we have communication every day, but when it's more of like one-on-one conversations I want to say it's like once every week or every two weeks I would agree with that I would agree with that depending on what's going on with us but I don't feel that we kind of lose our closeness no like we talk when we need to talk and I feel like that's and it's a long conversation yeah usually (laughs) sorry I'm like I don't talk until I talk and then I talk for hours like that is just who I am. And don't get it twisted by the fact that I'm on a podcast. This is this is my talk threshold for the week, so. Yeah. 
But, and I feel like that's the, it's important to know that, like, it's not a one-size-fits-all. Like, Mm -hmm. choose your level of communication that works for you. Like, I could never see you and Matt talking as infrequently as you and I do. Like, that would just be hella strange if you guys didn't have one-on-one conversations every single day. That would just be weird for the two of you. Well, it's so funny because, because he gets so mad at me. And I feel bad because, I don't know, I kind of just grew out of the whole talking over the phone phase. Mm -hmm. Or... I just think it's because I have a lot of shit to do. Yeah. I have... It's so much more convenient to I have to do all my... No, not even that. Sometimes I just don't want to text. And I feel bad because he's like, you know, we're not together all the time. Mm-hmm. So he's like, oh, I just, you know, want to talk to you, you know, spend a few moments, ask about your day. And I'm just like... Like, I love you, but I have, like, laundry. I have to do this. I have to talk to my client. Like, he's really respectful of my time during work. Mm-hmm. Like, I have sessions. I have to do emails. I have to do community work, mm-hmm. all that. He's really good with that. But just, you know, there's just sometimes where I'm always on and I'm always doing things that I just, I don't want to focus on that. It's like, I just want to be off. Like, I just want to brain off and not talk and not do things. I get you. Yeah, but what's so funny is that when he comes over, I can't get enough of him. <laughs> I'm, like, obsessed with him in person, but it's, like, over the phone, I'm like, yes, what do you need? <laughs> and he's like, wow. And I'm like, I'm sorry. And I recognize that, but, you know, for us, it's it's a beautiful thing we got going on. Because yeah. you... You respect when I have stuff to do, and if I don't respond back to you, you're just like, oh, you got busy, yeah. and we'll pick it up another time. I don't care. Or, like, when we actually physically see each other, we're like, okay, we're going to talk about We're going to go through the whole list of all the stuff that we need to discuss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what works for us. Balance. Like, balance. <laughs> but I feel like I know other people where they feel really off balance if they mm-hmm. don't have a conversation with their best friend, like, at least every other day. Like... And that's who they are, and that's what works for the two of them. And I feel like that's really more important is not looking at another person's friendship and being like, oh, I want to model it after them, and this is how often they talk, so this is how often we have to talk. Like, no, do what feels right for you. And also leave space for change. Like like we said, we used to talk way more frequently. We used to talk on the phone with each other all of the time. Mm-hmm. Like, And it's just not what works for us right now. So that's not what we do right now. We do what works for us right now. And it's important to you know, be open to those changes and flow with what works for you. Yep. Yeah. And our last point. Most important point. Is have fun. Yes. Yes. We do this a lot. Whether it's being boring together or. My favorite thing. Having a great text conversation. Excellent. (laughs) Filled with all the gifts. Where she makes me look like a fucking psychopath while I'm at work because of all of her gifts. This story is just amazing. She's the best. So, if you guys couldn't tell, we have new microphones. I'm really hoping you can tell. Because you guys can hear me for shit on our last episode, and I apologize. I I thought I was talking pretty loudly because I was really close. I was closer than you. You were closer. Mm -hmm. No, we just had shitty microphones, so... We upgraded. New shit, guys. Upgraded. It's fancy. We don't need to sit super close to each other. Not that she's not obsessed with me. Let's just make that clear. I mean, I love you. Thank you. But, you know, a girl needs room. But anyway, so... Rude. (laughs) (laughs) So, we had this whole conversation because 
I am not tech savvy. Don't no. give me this responsibility. No. Okay, so, no, let's be clear here. I know she's not tech savvy, so I usually try and do all of the tech things because that's just not her strength. But I'm fucking at work, and... No, okay, but collectively, we were looking at microphones. Yes, we and were I doing And I was this suggesting together. stuff, and Sasha's like, no, I like this one. And I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna listen to you because... Obviously, there's probably a reason why you're into this microphone. Also, trust in a relationship, guys. Look at that. Coming full circle right there. So we get these mics. She buys them because she has Amazon Prime, so it'll Mm -hmm. ship to her faster. She gets them shipped to her house, so she sends me, like, a photo and, like, a little video. She's like, oh, it looks so cute. They're so much better, blah, 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 blah. Shows me the hookup for it and then shows me the problem. Yeah, I'm like, uh, yeah, so one of the microphones is not picking up. Mm-hmm. They both work. It wasn't that either of the devices were faulty. It was that it wasn't picking up on two USB ports on our laptop. Yes, you see that? I don't even know. <laughs> this language Sasha is speaking of. So she's texting me all of this stuff. <laughs> panicking. Panicking. I'm panicking. She's like, oh my god, we just spent this money on these mics. They're not gonna fucking work. And I'm like, no, it's cool. We just need a different kind of adapter. And she's like, what? We have one. This thingy. <laughs> she, like, sends me the adapter that came with it. I'm like, no, 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 no. We got to get a different one. So I'm explaining to her what in what I thought was not super technical okay, jargon. What started the whole thing is she was saying, did you select two inputs for the audio option? I was like, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> the what? The what? <laughs> and I sent her a and she's just like, this. <laughs> so Sasha's dying. And I'm like, why are you cracking up? You're not giving me any solutions. So I'm like doing all this stuff. And I'm like, I didn't even check that. I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. She's like sending me videos. She's like, this part? Do I click here? And I'm I'm literally at work in the middle of the stacks shelving books in like our true crime section with the headphones in cracking up laughing and I'm like oh my god my coworkers probably think I'm a fucking psycho I'm just laughing over here so she's trying to tell me we need a USB adapter and I was just like okay so I found one I was like okay cool let me I got this <laughs> let me impress her right now <laughs> let me impress her <laughs> and I start sending her like these adapters they're a USB adapter like she said mm-hmm. no it was clearly <laughs> wrong and I'm trying to be so polite because I know she's trying and I know this isn't like her strength and I was like you're so close <laughs> but do the exact opposite of what you just did <laughs> she says <laughs> take two male and USB plug and converts it to a male axle I was like, the what? I thought that was clear. I thought I was being super clear right there. <laughs> so I send the confused white lady me. <laughs> like, what? The, the one where she's doing math calculations. Oh my head. god. And, so and I lost die. it. I lost it. It was like, I'm so glad no one's right by me right now because this is bad. So needless to say, we go back and forth with a bunch of gifts and she's sending me a bunch of videos and I'm trying my hardest to explain to her <laughs> what it is that we need <laughs> she's using this terminology and I'm like what the fuck is this the why people think we have and I sent a Ryan Reynolds meeting. <laughs> and I was 
it's like, I'm totally thinking, like, she's just gonna Google the words that I'm saying and it's gonna pop up with the shit that we need. No, she just said to me, gives back, like, I am confused. <laughs> so finally, I send her the right one, and this asshole <laughs> sends me Justin Timberlake gif of him clapping. Doing a, a stand-up applause. Standing ovation. He's so proud, because I was so proud in that moment. I was like, she got it. That's my girl. She made it happen. And because I love New Girl, I sent a Nick Miller meme. It was like, I'm having anxiety about right <laughs> now. Ugh, it was so stressful. But we have fun. Yeah. And you got it. <laughs> so. Looking back at it now, it was hilarious. Yes. Anxiety ridden. For me. I'm sorry. I'm, I I let you have fun. My amusement that. level was at like 100% during this. It was, was so like, good. You know what? Sasha Bell with these, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> I didn't think you were dumb. I was just so entertained by how hard you were trying. I was like, that's it. I'm going to I'm going to quit this podcast. <laughs> She's going to fire me. We're no longer going to be best friends. <laughs> You made my day. Work was so great that day. You made my day. It was great. But anyway. Yeah. Moral of the story, remember to have fun. Best friends are amazing to have. You can have really deep, intimate conversations with them. You can have super awkward conversations with them. But don't forget that you guys are friends. So have fun. Yep. Yeah, we do. Yeah. And I love her for that. Thank you. I love you too. Those were some really Those golden. I'm gonna share really with you guys golden memes that happen right on our there. social media, so you guys will see the fucking struggle. So fucking great. Um, but okay, I think we're good on our topic. So mm-hmm. let me know how you've been making fetch happen recently. What areas of growth are you identifying and working with? Alrighty, I am. Actually, no. Going back to my shoes, yeah. I went to this online shop. Well, I didn't go, but <laughs> you went to an online shop. Uh huh. That sounds so, right. So, um, I don't know this this um, shop came up. I don't know how it got advertised, but you know, I don't know. Our FBI agent listens just intensely. They just fucking knew. I needed sandals, and I was like, I don't know if I'm going back to work soon, but I know I need something that is comfortable for me, but then also work-appropriate and also eco-friendly. That's mm-hmm. a very hard mixture to find. It is. any type of, like, shoes or Really clothing. difficult. So, I actually came across this sandal company, but they're in Greece. And mm-hmm. I was like, hmm, I don't know how I feel about that. So, I had to go and do my research and go into the reviews. And, I mean, they had five-star reviews. So, basically, the sandal is, like, the base sandal it's like a strap sandal Uh it looks exactly like Birkenstocks but it's made completely out of recycled rubber and other like materials so they just yeah recycled a bunch of materials so it's not in landfills and the great thing about it is that their straps they snap on so you don't need to buy like six pairs of shoes you can literally have the base sandal and then you can you know change the, the straps to it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I thought it was, like, super innovative and unique. I have these uh, sandal covers that remind me of, like, Tim Burton. Give me Cute. that Tim Burton vibes. And, you know, regular black cork. So, it, it goes with all my nude and uh, natural colors. And, yeah. 
And then also, it is Hispanic Heritage Month. Yes, it is. So I think I'm going to really dig deep into some Latina authors. Ooh, excellent. Okay. And I think there is a few... Let me see. I know there is one. It was about a, about two novella stars. Oh! Is it the romance novel about two novella stars? I think so. It's I called think. You Had Me at Ola. I'm about to buy it. Yes! <laughs> yes! Come on. Of course you know about a romance. I know the romance novel you're talking about. Yes! So that definitely caught my eye as well. So <gasps> We should both get it and read it together and then talk about what we think about it. Okay. Because I heard it's really good. I it's heard really it's cute. really good too. And I hear it's really steamy yes. as well. Yes. We're doing this. We're doing this now. We are getting this book. So, yeah, I, I definitely want to, you know, honor my Hispanic roots and definitely support Latina women, mm-hmm. and especially in literature, and then, yeah, it's a great time, especially during Hispanic Heritage Month. Yeah, I love that. It's beautiful. So, yeah, that's my making fetch happen. Perfect. I love it. What about you? Um, What have I been up to, uh, similar book-wise, in regards to Hispanic Heritage Month, Wow, I can speak. Hispanic Heritage Month. I don't know if we're going with Latinx Heritage Month or Hispanic. Somebody helped my life. So I saw a post recently that was like, it's going to be Latinx rather than Hispanic because Hispanic excludes people who speak Portuguese rather than Spanish because it's Hispanic is for Hispanic. Honestly, as a Hispanic person, I get so confused. Yeah, I don't know. Because... I have always avoided saying that I'm a Latina mm-hmm. because that is referring to to uh, women that are from, what is it, the different countries? Like Spain and Portugal? Like Spain, Portugal, Brazil, mm-hmm. like more exotic. And yeah, like Mexico, they're like, no, you're, you're Hispanic. Yeah. So. <laughs> so it's just, but then I've read that. Hispanic is, is like, your race, basically. Mm-hmm. And Latina is referring to your, like, culture. Like, heritage. Yeah, so your heritage. So I'm like, so they're like, technically, because you are Mexican, you can be a Latina as well, because you embrace, like, uh, certain cultures mm-hmm. and traditions. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, I get really confused. I don't know, the language is kind of slippery there. But in celebration, the book I told you about on our last episode, episode Mexican Gothic. Are you okay? Like, you're just... This is the headache that I had earlier is now spazzing to, you know, to my tongue. I'm joking. I'm fine. I'm totally okay. Don't do this to me. (laughs) You look concerned in your face. You're so sweet. I swear. You know that's a a trigger for me for our last episode. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Jesus. Deep breath. I'm okay. I'm totally okay. Everybody, I'm like, oh my god. Headache? Are you okay? I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm fine. I'm fine. But I bought the book, so I literally just got it in, like, two days ago, and I can't wait to start it. Um, obviously, I'm now going to force you to read. You had me at Ola, because... Oh, so you, like, legit got it. No, I I got Mexican Gothic. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Which I can't that wait to read. That was the one I... That's the one I already told you about. Cannot wait to read that one. That sounds like a really good one. Yes. Um, I just finished another romance novel. I have one that I'm about to start, and then I'm going to start Mexican Gothic, because that's my life right now. Um, but the... Romance novel that I'm about to read is also by a black author, so I'm trying to keep my authors diversified here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that one is called uh, Get a Life, Danny Brown, I do believe. 
she has a series, so she has two out so far about, like, the Brown sisters, and her third one comes out next year, so I'm really excited about that. And, and then I bought from one of my black-owned coffee shops that is literally so good. I bought from them, like, two months ago, mm -hmm. and their coffee was amazing. It's called Pug Coffee. Yes, like the dog, Pug. <laughs> and their label has a cute little drawing of a pug on it. Their coffee is fucking amazing, so super, super excited. I just got that package in as well. And, um, so continuing to support, you know, marginalized communities through my purchase power. So bought some black coffee, bought a book by a Hispanic author, which I'm really excited about. Also the other big thing, um, which I feel like we definitely have to discuss because it literally just happened. If you have not seen in the news, um, Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg has passed away. No, very sad. Deeply saddened by her loss. She is amazing. And if you don't know all the shit that she's done, like, please look into her history. She's she's done some amazing, amazing stuff in her life. Um, and which is just all the more reason why we all should be registered to vote in November. Yes, yes, yes. So that is my fetch is I've been looking into uh, voter registration, partly for work, partly also for myself, just to make sure that, like, me and then anyone who follows me knows like where to go to get their shit. So I'm just going to give you guys some websites right now. For California to register for vote, it is vote.ca.gov. If you are not in California, just go to vote.gov. It'll allow you to register to vote. And if you are looking for your voter status to see if you are already registered to make sure your address is correct, make sure you know your polling location if you decide to vote in person, it is voterstatus.sos.ca.gov. And that is obviously for California, um, but there's tons of websites out there for where you can check your voter status to see if you are registered. I think that's a really big thing. I'm bad about checking my voter status. I just assume that I'm good. Um, so that's definitely something that I did was to check my voter status and to make sure that I'm getting my mail-in ballot. If you are going to vote by mail, um, it is highly suggested that you vote early. So your voting date is not going to be November 3rd. It's going to be October 20th. So vote early, mm -hmm. put your shit in the mail, or go to a vote ballot drop-off box, which are secure, and it's going to make sure that your vote is counted and gets in. So that's my fetch right now is make sure you're registered to vote. Sounds good. Thank you, babes. I'm so excited that we both have the same idea, though. What? For Latina authors. Yeah, I know. I love you so much for that. <laughs> I was like, how do you know what I'm about to, to say? Because I know. Because I know. You know I'm obsessed. Not only am I obsessed with books, I'm obsessed with romance novels. So the second oh, you yeah, were like... I love romance novels. I fucking love a romance novel. You're like, yeah, it's like two novella stars. I'm like, oh, I know. I know. Bring it to me. <laughs> Yeah, so basically, like, the story combines with the plot of their show. Mm -hmm. I have notes on it right now. And, I, oh, there's another one, too. With a Fire on High. Ooh, yes, by Elizabeth Acevedo. You freaking <laughs> So, it's basically a young adult narrative about an Afro-Latina teen mom mm -hmm. with, like, the hopes and dreams of becoming a chef. Yes. I really want to read that one just because I love cooking. Mm -hmm. And I know, and I love Hispanic food. It's mm -hmm. just amazing. So and it's, I think it's Puerto Rican food that is showcased oh. in this one. Yeah. So, and that author is a fucking amazing. She's the one who wrote The Poet X. That's the reason why I know okay. this. Same author. 
so crazy. It's like here in my mind. It's like I'm right here with you. It's like I fucking know. <laughs> you, freaking, you freaking book nerd. You're like, you even named up the author. <laughs> She's great. She's amazing. I cannot recommend enough. So, yeah, read both of those. I will read both of those with you. I'm excited. I have yet to purchase it, but, yeah, that's pretty much how we're going to do our Making Fetch Happen to It's weird. It never... Our, our making fetch has never combined. I know we've never aligned like paths. this. This is so great. And we didn't even plan it, guys. We didn't even Let's we didn't discuss this part. We had no idea. Perfect. But anyway, okay. alrighty, I think we're good. Okay. So plug us in with all the social media, Sash. Yeah. So if you are not already following us, you can find us on Instagram at on Wednesdays We Drink Podcast. We are on Twitter at OWWD Podcast. Make sure to like and subscribe on any of your podcast listening platforms. Um, if you get the chance to rate or review us, that would also be amazing, and we deeply appreciate you for it. And I think that's all I got. Yeah, send some birthday love, guys. Send some birthday love to our birthday girl. Yeah, and uh, be ready to do some spooky season. And I mean, if that's your choice. Wow, wow. <laughs> just cut me down. <laughs> No, okay. I really want to see what people are going to be for Halloween. I, this Halloween's going to be real interesting. It's I can't gonna wait. It's going to be interesting, but I'm going to shake my ass to some Monster Mash in my house. Of course you care. are. Of course you are. I love you. Anyway. All right, guys. Remember to keep it wicked. And seize the day by the cupful. Bye, love. Bye, loves. Bye, loves.